0: You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Kyler Kurbison, and Reed Bacon.
1: Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kurbison. joined with Reed Bacon. We got another great podcast today. Uh, We're talking a little bit about SEC Media Days and what we heard from there and what we didn't hear. Uh, And we're breaking down film on new recruits, new commits, Uh, Mike Matthews, five star, and a local kid out of Nashville and Edwin Spillman. Uh, So we break down both of those, tell you what we like, what we might not like, uh, so, it's a really great pod. Uh, before we jump into any of that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. I absolutely love the comments. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re download helps us so much. And uh, follow us on social media at uh, Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter for our main account, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to follow Reed, it is at rbacon26, or his main account on Twitter. And then if you'd like to follow myself, it is just at Kyler Curbison on all social medias. So check me out there. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into this podcast. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we have a great podcast. I will say it today, because uh, we have a lot of stuff we're covering, a lot of things that we're going over. Two huge recruits we just signed, and a little recap of SEC Media Days. But first, before we get into any of that, Reed, how are we doing, bud?
0: Kyler, I just saw you about three hours ago. Yes, you did. It was a uh, stop was, off
1: at the picnic.
0: Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I was driving uh, from Memphis uh, to uh, back to Knoxville. and got the stop off at the good old picnic. And, uh, and, and stopped by the
1: Titans uh, facility and picked up a new hat.
0: You know, you know what, this was actually a gift probably three years ago, but uh, it's a very, very timely wear. I've maybe worn, I love the hat, it's a super dope really? hat, I don't really wear it a ton, but For but those listening,
1: I, it is a baby blue Oilers
0: hat. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was timely, so I wanted to wear it, but yeah, it was great seeing you, uh, Memphis was awesome, uh, your boy is getting his groove back in golf, which is a great feeling. I love to hear it. Great feeling. Uh, Man, awesome weekend to see them. Uh, Like I said, it was great seeing you and having lunch with you and Megan and uh, my mom as you met us over there. Uh, How was your weekend?
1: Weekend was good. Uh, The normal stuff, but I did play 18 yesterday, and it's actually like the first time I've played 18 in a while because usually it's like I can only get nine in here and there. Right. Um, But played 18 and played okay. You know, had the bad shots, had the good shots, Uh, parred two holes. So it's like when those pars happen, like I parred the first hole and then I think I parred like number 11 or 12. And when like that first hole when it happened, I made like a 15-foot putt too to like save par. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a day. And then just triple bogey the next hole. So it's like – I'm still very much a roller coaster. Where did you where'd you play? I uh, played at Shelby Golf Course. It's a uh, you know okay course.
0: It's
1: yeah, it's a it's a, it's a muni. It's like I think like eighteen bucks to play. It's you know there's still sand and divots on the greens. Like it's just it it's, is what it is. It's
0: a goat ranch. Yeah, exactly. It's hey, a but goat you, ranch. But you had fun, so that's all that matters. That's all that matters.
1: So, yeah. Uh, good weekends. Good round of golf. Very much enjoyed it. Very happy I got to see you today at lunch. Took me to the picnic, which I've never been to in Nashville, um, which is good. I think I think if I dive into more of their specialties, if I dive into the to the chicken salad, if I dive into the tuna salad, if I dive into the bemino cheese, I might fall in love a little bit more. And... Listen, we missed out on pastries. Like, I didn't get any pastries because it's the middle of the day. Like, maybe I would have
0: gotten dessert. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the picnic is a very niche place that I would say no one watching or listening uh, has been there. Maybe their moms or wives or girlfriends or whatever. I mean, maybe if we have any Nashville listeners, you know of it. But it's very much a Green Hills, Bell Mead, mom type place. And I've just, I grew up in Nashville. So my mom would always take me there and, yeah. you know, get us you know, a sandwich. And I, I love their broccoli cheese soup. It's the first time in 20 something years that I went today and they didn't have it. So my, 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 my visit was a little incomplete today, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's all Gucci. It's all it's Gucci. Good. It's all good.
1: Um, all right. Let's jump into SEC media days. Now, I put this as a topic and not for the same reason that most people might think it's because nothing happens at sec media days. I absolutely love it for the players. It's great promotion of their brand now more than ever with an IL. It's an honor to be there, to be one of the three guys to represent your team. Um, I, I think that's awesome, but Everyone knows it's coming. Everyone's preparing for it. Everyone's going over questions. And it's the most coach speak that you can get out of every single person that's there. (laughs) They're doing some 50 odd interviews throughout like the four days. And it's just like probably more than that. And it's just like, what are they going to say? You know what I mean? Like what can they say? No one's really going to give a hot. I mean, they made it a, national headline that the head coach of Tennessee thinks that Tennessee orange is the best orange. I'm like, dude, he's the damn head coach. What do you think he's going to say? He's an Oklahoma grad. What do you think he's going to say about Texas? Like that's not news. That was already known. So it's just, you're not getting much out of SEC media days. I'll say that.
0: Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I brought it up before that um, I watched Coach Hypel's entry press conference and I didn't watch Butch's, I didn't watch dooleys I didn't watch Lane's. Um, I think I heard the only thing from Lane that I heard was, hey, we're going to beat uh, Florida and we're going to sing Rocky Top on the way back on the plane. Like, that's the only thing I heard. Um, so I don't watch those. I did watch Hypels because I think I was just so curious and um, – yeah wanted wanted to see but i i because i hate coach speak i totally get why they do it this is um me sec media days and stuff like this is all these media people have to show up spend the time be super prepared and it's it's like a um it's like a it's it's like a mystery hunt it's like a a escape game you're doing all this to try to get like one little thing like that's it that's it. And, and you may get it. You may not. Um, and those might not have been great analogies, but, but you get what I'm saying. You're, you're putting in all this time and effort to hopefully sit there and be looking up, typing and be like, wait, what? Did he just, did he just say that? Yeah. And it's just, you know, and maybe you'll get one a year, maybe, you know, and listen, if there's something that we missed, uh, it's because you and I are probably just scrolling socials and I'll be, I'll be honest. I didn't see a ton of it this weekend. I was going to, Listen uh, to Hypel's main one, and then a couple other interviews from Rocky Top Insider that they had on the YouTube page. But I stayed away from my phone basically all weekend. I basically made sure we got Mike Matthews and made sure we got Edwin Spielman. And then I tried to stay away from my phone while I was in Memphis. I mean, I'm I'm there to visit family. I'm not there to
1: scroll Twitter.
0: So yeah. Um, the only David. thing that
1: I took away from SEC Media Days was something that Lane Kiffin said and I actually agreed with, you know, he went, he went in on, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in college football. He said that like, it's a disaster right now. And because of NIL, it's kind of turned into pay for play. Um, The transfer portal is kind of turned into NFL free agency. Um, And like those kinds of things are out of control. I kind of agree with that. Like, I, no I, I think there should be something of guidelines, some kind of guidelines where it's like, hey, here's the time that you're allowed to transfer, right? Like we're not just transferring every single dead period. Hey, here's the, the the time that, you know, here's the things that you can get for NIL. Like it doesn't have to be just like out of control all the time. I I get that because what I don't want is for the richest teams – to be the best teams. I don't want
0: stop, stop, stop. First off, first off, Kyler, that's what it's been. It is what it's been our entire lives. So, it, college football is not changing. Go look at the recruiting rankings from, you know, nineteen ninety eight or two thousand eight or twenty twenty three. It's the same. And and I said no, I disagree with you because he is. You, you said you agree with him that college football is not in a good spot. It's not in a good way. That, not that's necessarily. True. Right. I, so, the so disaster
1: part, I don't agree with. I think right. college football is awesome. I think everyone loves college football, and everyone's going to continue to love college football, and it's not going anywhere.
0: Right, but you started by saying it's a disaster. It's not a disaster. If you want to make some small tweaks, sure, that's fine. Like If you want to have, hey, you can only transfer during this period, fine with me. The NIL stuff is going to work itself out, and I think it's already doing so because the money comes from somewhere. And those people who are producing that money, once they spend money for some clown who hasn't even done anything for their university, oh, he's five-star and he's awesome, okay, well, great. Let that school get burned for the seventh time. I'm not paying another... Couple hundred thousand for some guy who who comes here and transfers a year later, and yeah. so I think all that NIL stuff is going to it's going to continue to like weed itself out. If I want Kyler Kerberson from Knoxville Catholic, instead of giving him fifty k up front like we did to somebody else who's now transferred back home, Kyler, you come here and you start. I'll I'll you'll have seventy five grand in your bank account. You come and I here. I think and we're
1: money. saying I think we're saying the same thing. Like right? I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like one of the things I hate about NIL is like hey, 18-year-old, you get this much and you haven't done shit.
0: Yeah, but, Kyler, you started off by saying you agree with Lane Kiffin and he's proclaiming that it's – and you said that the rich are only going to be the winners. Bro, it's the same teams that have been good forever with outliers every couple years. So you don't don't agree with Lane Kiffin.
1: I agree that there should be some kind of guidelines with NIL. I think there is – something should happen with NIL where it's not where it is right now. You agree with that as well. But your thought process is nil will work itself out. You don't. No one has to come in and do anything to it. It is. It's just going to figure itself out. I'm, I'm
0: fine with what it's like right now. And it's my, not my thing money. is, I don't know if
1: it's going to figure itself out.
0: It's not. Why do I care what is right here? I honestly could truly care less. Like, it's not my money. It's not my money. So if these kids are, these kids have always acted like clowns. They've always gotten paid – I'm I'm, say, I'm sorry, some of them have acted like clowns, and you've always had prima donnas every year in every class. Yeah. And then it works – life works itself out. So I really don't care. Like, if it keeps going on for 20 years and they continue paying these kids big money and some of them work out and some of them don't, I don't care. It's, it's not my money. I just want UT to win. So, <laughs> yes. So – I know.
1: understand. In the grand scheme of things, I don't care either. I would rather have Tennessee win than anything. That's you, what – that's not that's top of list of care factors. As TC wins,
0: I mean, but do you um? What was I about to ask? Um, do Do you really think that NILs made that big of a difference in who gets players? Honestly,
1: I I mean, I guess it hasn't. You know where it probably hits the most is the transfer portal. It probably doesn't hit recruiting as much. But I still think there's no there's no control on it. Like I think it just does it it is per team basis. They do it the way that they want to do it. There's 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 no guidelines. There's there's no universal way to do it. It's just very odd and strange that there's there's nothing there's nothing there it's just like hey go ahead and do this like the only guidelines is that a guy gets paid like that's it
0: so so if you weren't as good as you were at catholic and your offer and you got a scholarship offer uh to vandy you got you had one to vandy they were like one of your first sec offers so you, you start there as a freshman and sophomore and then tennessee's like hey yo we screwed up in high school uh we should have offered you uh maybe we're a different coaching staff we want you to transfer home you know and we're going to pay you two hundred thousand. what who cares like that get it while the getting's good like i don't understand why why that should bother anyone
1: yes i i i get what you're saying i think it's just like When someone transfers and they go through string practice and then they transfer again and they got paid a hundred grand while they were there. And it's kind of like, wait, what's going on? Like, what, like what are we doing as colleges now? Like now I have to, you know, there's going to be a part like you're saying where it's going to even out what you're saying of like, people aren't going to spend the money on guys because they don't want to waste the money on guys. And what it really turns out is you're just pissing off everyone who's giving you money. Like that's what's happened. Like that was what was happened because boosters or people donating money or people giving money to aspire or people giving money here and there, they're giving money because they think they're helping the program. They think it's making a difference. And if it's being used on players that don't make a difference, it's kind of like, I just gave you $10,000 $10,000 last year. Why, why, why should I give you another 10 grand this year?
0: Who cares? Who, who cares? <laughs> that, That's between, that's between them and whoever else. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I care
1: because if they don't give the $10,000 and then we lose recruits to someone else because they did give the $10,000, it's kind of like, well, shit, that's maybe that's, if there were some guidelines on this, this wouldn't have happened.
0: No, that's, that's, that's over government. That's over government. I mean, you make your own decisions. You live with your decisions. You know, when you give a 17 or 18 year old 15 grand to come to your school, that it might not work out. So either do it or don't. Uh, and if it hurts you from the next time doing it, then that's, that's on the coaches that's on Spire that's on the staffers to get people there. So I don't yeah. know. We, 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 we can agree to disagree. I, I could, I mean, Lane Kiffin's only saying that shit because he's at Ole Miss and they're poor. They're a poor school, and they, they still and they still really benefited from the transfer portal. So I don't know why he's talking about that. I mean, if he doesn't yeah. get if he doesn't get Matt Golden Corral and he doesn't get Jackson Dart and some of these other players or you know Zach Gibson or I don't know whoever else else he's gotten, then like they're not going to be as good. So I, he's just it's the same crap that that Saban used to talk about years ago with this spread offense and the hurry up and all that they just complain about stuff that hurts them they they truly don't care about the better of college you really think Lane Kiffin cares about what in the the future or you know the 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 future of college football no he could no he doesn't care I don't know what the guy if the guy really cares about much other than Lane Kiffin so no I know
1: I mean I I I would have said yay good job like way to bring this stuff up but then he looks like a disheveled turd I mean he's it literally looks like he's been in the tandem bed for three weeks. His hair is all over the place. He's got no tie on. And it's just like, yeah, dude, everyone looks at you as like a frat star.
0: That's what he – exactly. Who, does
1: it, who can't take care of himself. And it's like, meaning whatever you say here is taken with a grain of salt. No one – like, everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. It's Lane.
0: Everyone knows Everyone knows what I – they all think what I think. Like, oh, he's just saying that because he's an old mess. Let him go to – let Bama take him, you know, and, yeah. and see, see what happens. But anyways – the last thing I'll say would, to go back about the SEC Media Day is uh, like I said, I didn't really watch any of it. It all it's all coach speak. You're there seeing if somebody trips up and if they don't, or if they you know, if they don't, then it's just kind of like, oh, that was a boring SEC Media Day. But it is like I told you, and we agree on it's unbelievable for the players. I know you wanted to do that. You know, get dressed up, look swaggy, hop on the private jet, you know, some some that's a that's a, that can be a once in a lifetime for some people. Seriously. It's, it's a cool experience and then you go and get to do the interviews so I'm, i like it for the players um and and sometimes the player interviews are some of the better ones not when they're up on the big podium but maybe they're doing something like a local radio and they're like you know are you a you know are you a? what's your favorite hamburger place and they'll they you know it's like funny and interesting stuff like that but I saw Cole Kublik, and I very, very briefly saw this. This is one of the only things I saw. So I'm not even saying it went viral or it was a big deal, but I saw Cole Kublik kind of really hitting on Joe Milton about his arm strength. And uh-huh. I don't, I don't know Joe, but it did not look like he was super pumped to be like answering for the 90th million time about his arm strength. I think Joe in that clip looked about as annoyed talking about his arm strength as I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. You and I, you and I, have been hearing about his arm strength since two years since he signed and then we go and see it in spring. We're like, yeah, he's got a rocket arm. And it's like, great. You know, I the throwing the orange against the back at the, at, you know, the actual food orange or throwing mm-hmm. the basketball a college game. they like, bro, that's got like, that's got to be annoying. That's like, um, I know only thing I can think about is like being a player and your dad's really good or your brother's really good. And so it's like, Hey, what's it like being so-and-so's brother? It's like, Hey, what's it like having an amazing arm? It's like, well, yeah, it's great. But like, you know, I'm focused on, you know, I, other stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, right. it's like when uh, Hyatt was coming out last year and they were like, so you're good at running go routes. And he's like, I can run every route. Like he like he had to make it a point to be like, I'm more than just one thing. And like Joe's the same, he's like, yes, I can throw it very far. But at the same time, that's not what's going to be successful. Like that's not what leads to success. It's right. just being able to throw it really hard.
0: Or when they ask Hendon Hooker about his receivers always being open, he's like, well, what do you want me to do, throw it to the guy that's not open? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. You got um, double coverage? Yeah, sweet. Speaking of guys that are going to be open a lot, it's double M, Mike Matthews. Matthews. So, Kyler, I'm going to let you take this one first.
1: Okay, I do want to hear offer list.
0: Yeah, I got Break you. I down. got you. I got it coming, but I just want to say, I want you to take this one first and to okay. remind people that have been followers, and if you're not followers, if you're just now listening, I personally have been clamoring, not for a good wide receiver, but a great Alabama, Ohio State, LSU receiver. Yep. Top top one or two-round draft pick. I'm not saying that Jalen Hyatt wasn't a great statistical and season. He's a Blitnikoff award winner. I still don't think he can hold an absolute. I mean, he can't hold Marvin Harrison Jr.'s jockstrap as an actual pro, as an actual prospector player, and that's coming from a Tennessee fan.
1: Yeah,
0: but I've been clamoring for one of these dudes, so I'm gonna leave it at that, and um, and I'll and I'll tell you if I think that we officially got that or not. So Mike Matthews, uh, just 24 seven, um, 24 seven, 22nd nationally, eight wide receiver. Number four player in the state of Georgia. Now the composite number four wide receiver, number three in Georgia, and number thirteenth player nationally. So a top fifteen player nationally. Um, that's that's absurd. It's it's absurd. So the highest um, rated wide
1: receiver Tennessee has ever gotten.
0: I saw that. I saw that. So uh, Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, USC, Alabama. Uh, Arkansas, Auburn, Florida State, Colorado, LSU, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Texas A&M. That's a that's the best offer list I've seen in my years, my couple years of doing this podcast with you and going through this. I'm ass, I'm assuming Nico's was just as good, but I don't yeah. really, I don't remember it and I'm taking Nico out of it so it makes sense. Nico's a five-star Mike's a five-star, this is the best offer list. It doesn't have anyone missing. It has all the big players. Uh, mm-hmm. whether it's down south, out west, up north, it's uh it's got them all. So it's awesome. Uh six one, uh 180. I saw one place, so that he's six two. Uh take it away.
1: Yeah. So with that offer list, uh with everything you hear about Mike, with the fact that he's the best rated wide receiver we've ever gotten. It goes to show that, like, yes, this is a good player. But you put on his film from last year, and it is underwhelming. It was not what I expected when I said, oh, I'm about to sit down and watch a five-star wide receivers film. Okay routes, ran some posts, caught some touchdowns. Had a few plays, uh, shows good burst. I like his burst. Uh, It felt very much like he's running routes, lulling guys to sleep, and then running past them, a la Jalen Hyatt, which we just mentioned. That's what Jalen would do, kind of lulling sleep those first 30 yards and then just blow right past them. So he might have amazing success in Hypel's offense. But when your defensive plays and your blocking is what gets me more fired up about your highlight tape as a wide receiver, that's probably not a great thing. There's just, there's, there's not a lot of wow plays on here. Like I really could not find one that I'm like, hey, y'all, go check this one out. There's one where he catches a slant and splits some guys and takes off. And it's like, that's great. But I went and watched two wide receivers in the same class that are only three or four spots ahead of them nationally. The number 19 wide receiver in Micah Hudson, who's committed to Texas Tech. The number 18, uh, Milan Graham, who's committed to Ohio State. Now, Mike Matthews is 22 and number 19 and number 18. You go put on their film, they're making dudes look stupid. They're juking out multiple guys to get touchdowns. They're breaking multiple tackles. They're returning kicks. They are taking screens to the house. It's different. Their films are different. Literally a couple spots ahead, go watch their films. Like I said, does that mean Mike is not going to be a good player at Tennessee? No, it doesn't. Because, like you said, Jalen Hyatt might... He's not the prospect that Marvin Harrison Jr. is. He's not the prospect that Jackson Smith and Jigba is. But you use his skill sets in the correct way in a good offense, you can make him a Blitnikoff winner, which I believe Hypo can do with Mike Matthews. Some things I am excited about with Mike is he's not afraid of contact. He will run somebody over, which I love. I love the aggressiveness out of him. I love the effort he shows as a wide receiver when it comes to blocking. When he's like, oh, someone else has the ball, I'm going to go block somebody so that they can score. I love that unselfish behavior. You don't get that out of a lot of five-star wide receivers. So those things are fantastic. But there's no wow. There's no, there's no pop. There's no, oh my gosh, I can't believe you made that play. And this is supposed to be the highest, the 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 best prospect that Tennessee has ever gotten to go to the program. The most upside. wide
0: receiver, wide receiver prospect, wide
1: receiver, wide receiver. The best prospect as a wide receiver. So when you really look at recruiting rankings, what are they? What is their potential? That that's what that is. What is their potential? And like I'm looking back, I'm like, you're telling me this guy's got more potential than Robert Meacham had. Than than Cordell Patterson had, than Peerless Price had. I don't I don't know about that. Like when I watch the film, I'm not like this guy's got potential through the roof. I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's not bad, okay. But if I watch guys ahead of him and I'm like, holy crap, this is a highlight tape. I I don't know. Like am I like is it more impressive at camps? Is he making dudes look silly in one on ones? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is that makes him that five star, that makes him so much better than other wide receivers in his class. Maybe it's something that I'm not seeing. I mean, what what do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean but 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 I don't want to
1: be a Debbie Downer. I don't we want to don't, be
0: negative. But we 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 have always always been true to who we are, and that is, we call it like we see it. Now, I am glad you went first. I, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, 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 rip the bandaid off.
0: Well, but you're the former player. You're 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 the All SEC, you know, cap captain, you know, whatever the case may be, leader yeah. on the team. It's it's different coming from you. We're not like you said. We're not saying he's not going to be good. And I think there's some really really nice attributes to his game. I really do. Um, but, but when, but when we see five-star and we see this, I'm right there with you. I'm, and so what I did today is I went on a deep dive and I went back, I watched Henry Ruggs. I watched Devonte Smith. I watched Jalen Waddle. I watched, um, John Mechie, Jamison Williams. You know, I watched all those, all those Bama guys that have kind of come more recently. I went and watched Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr high school highlights and pretty much the majority of them were better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, I mean, Waddle's maybe not, not so much, you know, Waddle was only a four star. I think, um, I think Mechie might've only been a four star as well. So you could have slid his in there and, and still been like, okay. But one of the things that I, I do like is the offense and defense I I truly truly do like it because if you just had just this offensive film, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, what, what's <laughs> going on? What's going on here? That's
1: why I said, why? Well, that's not good. That like your defense gets me more excited,
0: right? And so I th- listen. The good things, you know, I, I don't want. I'm going to stop right there. The things that I really really like about about Mike Matthews, he's very very smooth. Mm-hmm. He's saucy. That boy, he he is saucy. He and he's he makes things look effortless, which yeah. that I, I like that. You know, he does have some electricity in him when it's catching and leaving. And, and the the play at one thirty two that you mentioned, mm. you know, this is good ball. He's playing at the highest division in in Georgia. You know, like six or seven A or whatever their highest division is there. He comes off. He's super crispy. Pop 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 in shows hands. I mean, he runs this route, and it looks like he's going seventy-five percent in practice. It looks so smooth, and that corner is playing off. And I don't know if he doesn't have his eyes where they're supposed to be because Mike catches it, tucks it, looks upfield, and it's gone. Gone. So he has he has some 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 really really nice speed. I might not say elite speed, but do I mean, I did read about. Um, where he went to a camp in the Atlanta area had one of the top 40s w- which is great um so there were some times where he you know it did look like the fastest dude on the field yeah um then I go to his I, I love the play at 154 when he's at safety in the in then the hit that he makes I-, I love that I mean if you are a four and five star blue chip guy yeah it almost bothers me and alarms me when you don't play both ways in high school and there's a ton of dudes that do that. But I like it because it shows that he's a football player. He he's he likes physicality. He will do what he needs to do to help his team win. And he's That's just the a most ball, important one right there. What's
1: that? That's the most the, do what he needs to do to make his team help his team win. That's the most important one.
0: You know, so I thought about a guy uh, that we were talking about last year that Tennessee fans really wanted, like a Carnell Tate type. You know, in Carnell Tate, I didn't see much film on him. I don't know if it was it's IMG or whatever. He's a big five-star guy. I chose Ohio State, like i remember Carnell Tate back at safety knocking dudes out. I remember at the at the one fifty four mark he drops open hip, open hip, high points of ball I mean it looks smooth and I read that same article that I was reading about uh, his fast forty. it said that some colleges wanted him to play safety. I think he would have been an awesome safety if that's what he he wanted to do
1: yeah, just I, hilarious we're 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 uh we're making boot Carter. Uh, a wide receiver when he's playing defense and we're making Mike Matthews FTP when he's playing offense.
0: No, I listen, I do. No, I, I no. boo. I, we, we, yeah, that boo's just a whole nother. Yeah. uh, That, that, that that whole thing is uh, some stuff we heard and all that stuff. But anyways, I know Mike will play receiver. I'm just saying he, he looks great. I mean, he, I think that he's, that's just a compliment to him. Like that, I think he could play secondary if he wanted to, because of what he put on film. And, I really do like how he finishes runs. I mean, if he's about to go out yeah. of bounds, he's lowering his shoulder and saying, what's up? Like, I'm here, and I love that about a receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't see that often. His his sophomore year film, there are a little bit more of those wild plays, but talking about that list of guys that I went back and watched, those guys basically did it all mm-hmm. on, on offense. I mean, there were some plays where they're playing running back, they're playing quarterback, and it's just, it's just an electricity to it. Where it's play after play after play yeah. after play, whether it's a screen, whether it's a deep ball, whether it's a hitch, whether it's their running back, and it's just house call, house call, house call, and so it's hard to compare to that. Now, like I said, some you know Devontae Smith plays in Louisiana, you know Jalen Waddle I think was in Texas, um, so I'm trying to think. I know Marvin Harrison was in Philly. So I'm not saying that the competition's not as good or whatever and this might be a little bit more difficult to literally just say, "Hey, toss me the rock and watch me watch me make these guys look like clowns." Yeah. Um but I I think he's really really good. I I just don't know if he's I I don't know if it's what I thought elite, five-star but was going to look like. I, it yeah. looks more like it looks more like a four-star to me. It, if, if I watched I, the
1: film, didn't know what star he was, and someone said he's a 4, I wouldn't be like, "That's atrocious. He should be a five-star." But we've watched guys that are three stars and we're like, what the hell is everybody seeing? You know? So it, right. it just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what determines that star ranking completely, but yeah, it, it, it feels the, the, just the film, like I said, could be different. It camp. could be different. Once you see the 40 time, once you see him do some different stuff, but the film just feels a lot more like a four-star.
0: And there's that, just a lot of expectations, man. Like that's, that's what, I mean, there's a lot of expectations that get put on these, these young men. Um, and, and, and it, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, you know, and, yeah. and but when you do hear five-star and and we, and you see the offer list, you know, it's like, I think you and I are just probably, and, and it's, it's really hard to do. So it's probably not even fair that we have the issue with the recruiting world because there's a lot of people that do this and there's thousands of kids, yeah, thousands of kids. So it's very difficult to do. And we really shouldn't knock the people that do it like, Oh, how's this guy this? And how's this guy not that? And this, cause it's, it's, it's not, it's an imperfect science. So, but if he is a five-star and we thought that we were going to have our socks blown off and, we didn't. I, that doesn't mean I don't think he's really, really good, and I'm, I'm I'm excited about him as a player because of all those traits. And don't get it twisted. I don't want to sit here and and I'll I'll, be, I'll kind of push back on you a little bit when you're like, "Hey, post route great post." Route. Like he had some very nice plays where he high points, he contorts his body, he uses his hands well. So, like I said,
1: I think yeah, I think he's a the, good hand catcher. The,
0: the 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 package of a player is really good meaning all the attributes, you know, like I said, feet, athletic. I did think some of his route running was was pretty good. Like uh, you know, the hand catching, his speed, his you know, going up and high point. I think all of that is really really good. It just wasn't um yeah, it just wasn't the the wow factor. Yeah. So, but anyways, it's um, like it's
1: like all the like he's good at multiple things but I wouldn't say he's great. And like you watch other guys films, you're like, damn, that guy is great at that. So I think it's just, I don't know. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that.
0: Hey, don't, don't, don't hate us. We're just trying to be, we're just trying to be honest. And we obviously hope that he comes and he's, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Exactly.
1: Ball's out. Uh, Okay. Next one. I am excited about this. Uh, Edwin Spillman. So let's go over his offer list and size and weight.
0: Okay. Linebacker 6'2, 214. I've seen up to 220, 225. Super productive. Um, I I love coming from Lipscomb. He was there under under old mm-hmm. Trendy Dilf, you know. So he's he's mm-hmm. been in a good college style program in high school. 24 uh, 7. He's the 28th linebacker in the nation, number third, or number three player in Tennessee. Um, and then the composite is also a four-star, um, the 337th nationally, 28 linebacker again, and number eight in Tennessee from composite, um, really nice offer list. So we got Tennessee, Florida state, Ohio state, uh, Arizona, Arizona state, um, Georgia, Georgia tech, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Mississippi State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas mm-hmm. A&M, USC. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's nice. It's I that, like that, that Georgia
1: offer for a defensive player.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It uh, it makes you feel good, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it makes you feel validated.
0: <laughs> and it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't, but it does.
1: I know, but it does. It's just like the past two years they've had such a good defense. That's why.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit see, say some of Well, go ahead. You go. You go first. You go first.
1: Okay, you go. if you want me to. Um, I like Edwin a lot. Like you said, I I love the fact that he's a Tennessee boy. I love getting Tennessee boys. Um, he's he, dude, loves to hit people. Loves it. Like it's his favorite thing in the world is to hit people. Like, like he is playing football so that he can hit people. Um, which that's what you want out of a linebacker. And 214 doesn't seem real. Like when I watch the film, I'm like, this guy's 230. He You're has to be. Just, just how he plays, just, just how he plays, like that yeah. physicalness, the pop that he brings. Like he does not play like he's 214, he's flying around, he's covering guys. Like that doesn't seem like the linebacker he is. Um, I mean, I love I loved most of his film. Like, he's got plays on there, he's given directions to other teammates. He's got plays on there uh a 215 mark where he goes unblocked but sifts through the, like the entire offensive line to make is a tackle.
0: That the state championship play?
1: Possibly.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that play. I it, love that play. It's such a
1: good play and it's it like as an offensive lineman I'm like the the way he was make, able to make it through the phone booth that is the interior and still get into the backfield and make a tackle. Like that shit's impressive. Super There's impressive. Another one, uh 428 Mark where he comes up and delivers a hit on an offensive lineman trying to block him, and you see the guy's helmet like bounce back, like he hits him straight in the chin. Yeah. And it's like that's what you need to do as a linebacker. You cannot go in there timid. They are bigger than you. So they're trying to wrap up, move you out of the way, position block. You got to hit him first and hit him hard. If anybody ever taught me that, it is Dante Hightower when I was at Patriots training camp for like three and a half weeks i went in half line at center (laughs) and half line if anybody doesn't understand what that is it is center left guard left tackle maybe a tight end and a running back and then it is three technique defensive end linebacker on that side so you don't have anything to the other side so defense knows exactly where this ball is going offense knows exactly where this ball is going and i hadn't taken two steps on the double team between me and the left guard and dante hightower hit me right here in the damn temple and almost took my helmet off and it's like that's what you have to do as a linebacker is you take it to them so seeing that out of them seeing him do it to a fullback a few plays later where he hits him first. It's like those kinds of things, those kinds of, I don't give a shit. I'm going to hit you at a linebacker position is so cool to see. And then the speed, and then you see him chase down dudes. And then you see him take great angles on defense. And it's like, I understand why people thought, hey, you recruit Nate Spillman so that you can get Edwin Spillman. Because
0: <laughs> this guy don't, don't do that boy dirty like that.
1: This guy's good. You know what I mean? Like, I get why that was the rumor, and that's what people were saying, because I really like Edwin.
0: Uh, don't do that, to old Nate. Don't no, do But it.
1: Nate's great too. I think Nate's a good wide receiver.
0: Um I, I have heard uh, from the individual who played at Alabama and being around him and the other player, former players down there, they held, as they called him, his nickname, Zeus, they held Dante Hightower in extremely high regard. And anytime you listen to anything Patriots or NFL, everyone talks about him. Um, would, that had to be probably one of the hardest you've been hit.
1: That was one of them. For yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> I got rocked by – Uh, man, there was a Tampa Bay linebacker. Now I can't remember if it was, um,
0: it wasn't like Levante, like one of their best, Levante David.
1: It could, so that was a thing. It could have been Levante or whoever else was there. I feel like it was like Garrett was like a last name. It was him and Levante in the same year, and they were, they were nice, quick linebackers, both of them. But dude, yeah, I got I got caught in the side of the head in practice one day. Did not see him coming and was dazed and confused. For did a second.
0: you go did you go down when Dante Hightower hit you?
1: No, I did not fall.
0: So no. you were you were probably three fifteen at that time, three ten?
1: Yeah, three ten.
0: And so he's probably two fifty, 250, two fifty five.
1: Yeah, two two yeah, two forty to two fifty, I would say he is, and He's got a six yard head start.
0: He did he shit talking a
1: little bit? Uh, no, no, he didn't shit talk me. He was just like, you know, that's what happens because I didn't fall. I didn't like, you know, give up on the play. It was right. just like a shit, and then I grabbed a hold of him and tried to like, you know, fight yeah. back across. But it was, whew.
0: yeah. Um, okay, so. I really like Edwin a lot as well. Um, I think he's perfectly rated. I think he's a four-star. Now, don't get it twisted. I haven't gone and looked at other five-star linebackers or anything like no, that. No, I haven't either. But I think he's properly rated, and I think he's a really, really good player. Um, I think he fits in well with the type of players they've brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is a perfect come in as a as a freshman Probably go ahead and start helping on special teams right away, um, give some depth, and then he's probably going to be a good two- or three-year starter as, as yeah. he progresses in the, in the program. Dude,
1: I could see him, you know, his first year there, people are like, holy crap, who just hit that returner on kickoff? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's coming down just laying in the woods.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, one of my favorite plays and and Edwin was a little bit towards like, hey, let's get to the back end, the middle and back end of this highlight tape. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite plays, though, was against Catholic. Um, it's because you don't see a lot of high schoolers do it at all. Um, and in college, you know, there's a good linebacker compared to great or no, excuse me, great compared to good or good to compared to above average. When they're walked up on the line, so this is the 115 mark, and he walks up, and he kind of looks like he might be in the A gap, maybe the B gap, and he's kind of like, hey, am I coming, am I not? And right when that ball snapped, he opens those hips, he finds his side of the field, see what's coming his way, and as he drops back, he's kind of keeping those eyes, and he sees that slant coming in, and they throw it, and he comes over in, you know, a 2005 2006 you got jacked up, you know, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, um, Keith Bullock, tight. Mm. Hey, I'm going to catch you. Not really Keith. I just threw him in there because of uh, Titans, but yeah. um, you know, maybe like old, like Stephen Tulik, maybe a little random. Go. And, um, and he, he opens up and sees it and just blasts the Catholic uh, wide receiver. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that is impressive because I, I mean, that was one thing that our like sophomore, your freshman, my junior year at Catholic, that I thought they did a really good job about is hey, when it's pass, find your zone, find what's coming to your zone, talk and pass off. A lot of high schoolers aren't gonna do that if you run a play action, they're yeah. you know, they're they're probably pretty screwed at linebacker. Even if you don't do a play action, they're just kind of like hovering in the middle and then they read and react. So I love that because what does Jeremy or Tim Banks do a lot? And one thing that we thought Jeremy Banks did well last year, Aaron Beasley, even maybe a little of Juwan jo- Mitchell or Solomon Page, where it's they're showing a gap, and when they open up, and they're yeah. opening those hips and running, and they're finding. That is so important because you're going to mm-hmm. get picks, you're going to get PBUs, and you take away the throw lane. So as a young guy, that was extremely impressive. I, I'd rather see that on a highlight film than you coming off the edge and just blasting someone. Yeah, so,
1: unblocked off the edge.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, so that was something that I was very, very I, – I'd love to see that. Um, another one against another Knoxville team was 139, um, it, but it two twelve. It was the state championship game. At yeah. least I think it was. It's daytime in Chattanooga. But at 139 against Webb, and he's there, and they do like a little read option, and he just plays it perfectly. His read steps are, ha-ha, ha-ha. Like he gets those couple little read steps coming to the line of scrimmage, Quarterback gives it, he shoots his gun, wraps up, TFL, no problem. What do they do a lot in, in college? Play in space, play read options, do all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so if I got a linebacker that I feel very comfortable that he reads his keys, he shoots his gun, he wraps up and makes a tackle, it's like, that, that's all I need. That is all yeah. I need. You don't even have to go in and body back someone. Just do that right there, and you're going to play a lot of a lot of defensive snaps. And so yeah. I love this I, then you're 2 two twelve mark here. I saw this, Kyler, and I'm watching it again. He takes his read steps down. He takes his read step down. And there is a massive hole here. And instead of just shooting it like an idiot, where and I'm not just saying high school kids do this. Oh, yeah, everybody. There's, there's plenty of college guys, and you can watch on Sunday that it happens, where it's like, It's like one of my favorite actors, the guy on, like, Replacements. Uh, and he's like the linebacker that bangs his head against the thing. He's like, like see me, kill me, you know, type deal. Yeah. And so he doesn't do that. He reads it. He's like, okay, not in that gap. Let me climb over the top. He gets through. You know, there's a. I think that's a tackle or a guard that's either pulled or blocked down or trying to peel up to him. He. That's no problem. He runs over it, meets the the running back in the hole and blasts buddy. And I'm like, damn, that is some high level linebacker stuff that really is so it's like something like that something like the read option something against catholic open hips get a a big hit pbu like golly i love that stuff because that is that's the stuff that that really really matters so
1: it's like it's like the proof of the technique that he has it's the proof of hey your coach told you what you're supposed to do and you did it
0: right you see the get you just see the game well. You got a good feel for football. You know, you you have all the physical gifts, but you yeah. them to the best of your ability because like you said, you're reading your keys, you're opening up like you're supposed to. And um, you know, you just got a good football head on your shoulders. So yeah, I that that was some of my favorite stuff to to see. And you've already said it. I love getting one of the best players in the state. If he had gone mm-hmm. to Ohio State, that would have been that's a bummer, man, for them to come down and grab a kid like that. So it, it's great. Um, I'm loving that he's coming here and playing with his brother. But a really, really good player. Um, and just add it to the list of linebackers that we we already enjoy. Oh, here's another one, too. I forgot about this one because I, I didn't write it down. There's another one against Catholic. And they're running a, like a shallow cross, uh, kind of like a mesh. And he's just sitting there middle. Picks it off super well, super athletic. You know, he's not one of these linebackers or safeties with brick hands, you know, picks it off. And, mm-hmm. um, it was another one. It looks like they might have done that a good amount where it looks like he's going to walk up like he's going to blitz and drop back in the honey hole.
1: I, I, Bro, I was like, I was like embarrassed there for a minute watching his film. It's like, God, dude, this guy, this guy took care of Knoxville Catholic. <laughs> like he did like, it himself.
0: Catholic had a rough couple of years. And so hopefully the yep. coaching change will help. But, um, he does it. He does it. He does it. He does it all well, and um, blasts yeah. people. When he gets there. Wow. There's, not, there's not many other good things. I mean, there's nothing bad you can say. You can go on and on about all those all those good plays. Um, I, I like him a lot, Kyler.
1: I do too. I'm excited for him. Um, I, I I think he's going to be a great addition to that defense. And like you like you tied it into the way Tim Banks plays defense, the the disguised blitzes, the you don't know if he's coming or not, who's gonna come on this twist. Is he dropping? Like he fits in that scheme really well. So super excited for him. Um in yeah, closing, just- want to remind everybody we're going to practice. We're going to training camp. We're gonna go see practice, break everything down, let everybody know what's going on. Um let them know who we see, what we see. And if you guys have any questions, please reach out. Please comment. uh, If you want to see anything particularly, please comment. I'm going to mention this again in the intro. I'm going to mention this the next two or three
0: podcasts we have until we get there. We will put Um, something on social. Well, when I know for sure when we've got our plans in place, I'll put it out on social and say, hey, be on the lookout for this. Um, we got something that we're going to try to work it out that we can get it out day of type, type deal. So we go to practice and then maybe give you all a little something day in Yep. day of, excuse me. So uh, it's my favorite podcast of the year. It really is. It's my, it's my favorite one of the year.
1: Yeah. I very much enjoy it. I love the access that we're getting and the fact that we get to really go to practice and see it.
0: It's, it's, it's my favorite of the year because I'm just, we're, I'm a fan, just like everyone else. Like I, I, I love going and just watching. I love being out there. To, you know, it takes you back to uh, just playing days, whether it's you know your high school, college, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun. So. That's a lot of
1: fun. All right, bud. Great pod.
0: So, see you, brother. All right. Thank
1: you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. I absolutely love the comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and follow us on all those listening platforms. Also, follow us on social media, at Pancakes and Bacon, for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. If you would like to follow Reed, his main account is... Our Bacon 26 on Twitter. And then mine, if you want to follow myself, is just at Kyler Curtis on all social medias. Uh, so check us out there. Thank you guys again for being the best fans in the world. And uh, as always, Go Vols!